Genesis 3. Now the serpent was more crafty than any of the wild animals the Lord God had made. He said to the woman, Did God really say, You must not eat from any tree in the garden? The woman said to the serpent, We may eat fruit from the trees in the garden, but God did say, You must not eat fruit from the tree that is in the middle of the garden, and you must not touch it, or you will die. You will not certainly die. The serpent said to the woman, For God knows that when you eat from it, your eyes will be opened, and you will be like God, knowing good and evil. When the woman saw that the fruit of the tree was good for food, and pleasing to the eye, and also desirable for gaining wisdom, she took some and ate it. She also gave some to her husband who was with her, and he ate it. Then the eyes of both of them were opened, and they realized they were naked. So they sewed fig leaves together and made coverings for themselves. Then the man and his wife heard the sound of the Lord God as he was walking in the garden in the cool of the day, and they hid from the Lord God among the trees of the garden. But the Lord God called to the man, Where are you? He answered, I heard you in the garden, and I was afraid because I was naked, so I hid. And he said, who told you that you were naked? Have you eaten from the tree that I commanded you not to eat from? The man said, The woman you put here with me, she gave me some fruit from the tree, and I ate it. Then the Lord God said to the woman, What is this you have done? The woman said, The serpent deceived me, and I ate. So the Lord God said to the serpent, Because you have done this, cursed are you above all livestock and all wild animals. You will crawl on your belly and you will eat dust all the days of your life. And I will put enmity between you and the woman and between your offspring and hers. He will crush your head and you will strike his heel. To the woman, he said, I will make your pains in childbearing very severe. With painful labor, you will give birth to children. Your desire will be for your husband, and he will rule over you. To Adam, he said, Because you listened to your wife and ate fruit from the tree about which I commanded you, you must not eat from it. Cursed is the ground because of you. Through painful toil you will eat food from it all the days of your life. It will produce thorns and thistles for you, and you will eat the plants of the field. By the sweat of your brow you will eat your food until you return to the ground, since from it you were taken. For dust you are, and to dust you will return. Adam named his wife Eve because she would become the mother of all the living. The Lord God made garments of skin for Adam and his wife and clothed them. And the Lord God said, The man has now become like one of us, knowing good and evil. He must not be allowed to reach out his hand and take also from the tree of life and eat and live forever. So the Lord God banished him from the Garden of Eden to work the ground from which he had been taken. 
after he drove the man out he placed on the east side of the garden of eden chariobim and a flaming sword flashing back and forth to guard the way to the tree of life okay that was the reading of genesis 3 we are on week two day two this part is titled the fallen world Genesis 3 through 11. As you just heard, that was the reading of Genesis 3. I'm going to read on page 29 the reading for today from the Amen book. We finished yesterday with a picture of shalom peace in Eden, but it wouldn't be long before the peace was broken. As we turn the page to the chapter 3 of Genesis, we watch as a tragedy strikes the world. In the midst of the garden, a single sin would change all of history. The serpent comes to deceive Eve and make her doubt God's character and what he has said. As Eve bites that fruit and hands it to Adam, who is looking on, everything changes. Sin has come and shalom has been broken. Satan must have rejoiced as Eve lifted that fruit to her lips. But what he didn't know was that God was already working. God had a plan before the ages to redeem the people that he loved. God was not surprised by the devastating sin of the first humans. This moment of depravity would set into motion the plan of redemption as the story of scripture unfolds. Genesis 3 feels heavy. We are struck by the weight of the sin of the parents of humanity, and we are reminded of the weight of our sin as well. Yet in the midst of Genesis 3, we find the promise of a redeemer. It is a mysterious promise that redemption is coming. Genesis 3.15 is referred to by scholars as the Protoevangelum because of its first mention of the gospel. In the midst of a chapter that tells of the fall and of the consequences of sin, we see a promise. Even the devastation of the fall is drenched in gospel hope. So in a, passage, in a passage of scripture titled, The Curse, comes the greatest blessing mankind has ever known. Even the curse is full of blessing with our good and gracious God. Genesis 3.15 tells us that though Satan would bruise the hill of his promised seed of the woman, this seed who is Jesus himself would crush the head of Satan. So in one verse, God reveals, reveals the whole plan of scripture. Satan would fight against God, but only ever bruise his heel. But God would defeat Satan with a crushing blow to the head, one from which Satan would never recover. This chapter contains a great promise of hope, but it also tells of the consequences and devastation brought about the first sin entering the world. Adam and Eve would be covered by God with garments of skin, which is pointing us toward a greater need for our sin to be covered by a sacrifice. Our hearts break as we watch Adam and Eve driven from the garden and separated from God. Every aspect of their lives and of the world is now married by sin. Sin always brings death. It isn't always immediate, but it is a consequence of the fall. The next chapters of Genesis reveal this in vivid detail. 
Only one chapter after the fall, we see Adam's own son killed by his brother. In chapter 5, we see a list of genealogies and notice that because of sin, people live and then die. The preceding chapters go on to give a clear picture of how sin has fractured the world. From the story of Noah to the Tower of Babel, where the people try to make a great name for themselves, the devastation of sin is evident. The impact of sin is everywhere, but the promise of the Redeemer is still there. God is still working. Though the world has been changed and peace has been broken, there is a promise that one day the Prince of Peace would come and restore all that has been broken by sin. Question 1. Contrast the environment of Genesis 1 through 2 with what is seen in chapter 3. Question 2. Genesis 3.15 is the first promise of the Messiah. In this one verse, God reveals the whole plan of scripture. Paraphrase this verse below. 3.15 says, And I will put enmity between you and the woman and between your offspring and hers. He will crush your head and you will strike his heel. Question three, what does this part of the story teach you about who God is? Go ahead and be sure to do those questions and then look on for week two, day three next time.